Hey there, Rooster Teeth fans! Welcome to another episode of the Ruby After Show on AfterBuzz TV. Tonight we're talking about Volume 5, Episode 2, Dread in the Air. A lot of fun stuff to talk about tonight, so stay tuned. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, AfterBuzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin! If at first you don't succeed, try, try again. Unless you're the leader of, I guess, a terrorist organization? In which case... Yeah, in which case you try, and then you die, and it's sad. Uh, <laughs> really sad. If at first you don't succeed, die, die again? No, no. We're not doing that. Die okay. Hey that there. was yesterday. Hey there, Ruby fans. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of the Ruby After Show on AfterBuzz TV. We're talking about dread in the air. Uh, let's not waste any time. Let me go ahead and introduce my fantastic panel. To my left, Mark Donica. I didn't think you were referring to me. Hi, I'm the internet's Mark Donica. You find me on Twitter at Mark Donica. There's going to be a lot of... We're going to do some shilling tonight, <laughs> so don't you worry. Uh, make sure, also, if you're watching right now, to load up the first episode of Rooster Teeth Reviews, which we put back up. Uh, we yes! cut out the offending part that got it removed from YouTube. Uh, we, we put a slate over the offending video, but the audio was still there. So make sure to load that up. Hopefully it's in related videos somewhere down here or over there. However you're watching this. Hi, this is Katie Collins. <laughs> Hi, all my buddies. You can follow me all over the internet at Kiaje. That is K-I-A-X-E-T. I'm going to do a little bit less shilling tonight, but... Eh, I'm just here for the fun commentary. That's Megan Salinas. What? Me? <laughs> yes, you. Hey there, guys. You can tweet at me at the Menguin. That's T-H-E-M-E-N-G-U-I-N. We are going to be keeping an eye on the hashtag R-W-B-Y-A-B-T-V. Katie's got you covered in the live chat. As does Mark, because they're both fantastic. I mean what I said. And I there said can only be one. I'm not going to throw my phone. <laughs> well, I almost did. Please that don't. Was, that was more of a note for me. That wasn't for you. That was for me going, don't throw your phone. <laughs> <laughs> I meant there can only be one person on the live chat. But, yes, um, and. Yes, and. So let's go ahead and talk about this one. Um, this episode is a good reminder of how high the stakes are getting and how much the creators, specifically Miles and Carrie, just don't care about the tears that we weep watching this show. Here's this person <laughs> we built up for a season. And there they go. There she is. Hello, Sienna. Oh, goodbye, Sienna. Oh, we hardly knew ye. Uh, yeah. Spoilers. <laughs> I would hope that, like, nobody's Megan, watching the episode while also watching our after show. No, but occasionally we get people in our chats for various shows going, why aren't you showing the episode? Like, friends, what do you think we're here for? It says reaction now in the, in the title. It says reaction. And speaking of spoilers... We're only talking about episode two. We know that episode three is out for sponsors and for people on the site. Megan and I have actually not seen episode three yet because mm. our rec recording schedule is insane. <laughs> so no spoilers in the live chat, no spoilers in the hashtag, no spoilers in the comments. Please keep it spoiler free for people who have not had the ability to watch it yet. Thank you. Yeah. We can actually what the do hell? We'll we can actually them. do predictions in a way where we don't have to just forget that we watched the next episode. Yo, we totally ran out of time last episode, yeah. which was <laughs> nuts. Like I didn't think oh one episode maybe we'll push it a little bit in it's order like, to make it a, time, but we did it. A twenty minute show. We can recap a twenty minute show in like thirty minutes. It'll be okay. fine. Or can we? I guess that is no, the challenge. No, we have an hour for a reason. I guess that is the challenge <laughs> that we're posing to ourselves right now. So, guys, watching this episode, I, for one, was shocked um, by the time we got to the to the credits. Initial thoughts on this week's episode? Inchoate screaming, <laughs> mostly. Just, those wasps, though. I mean, good lord, the lancers. Mm. Wasps are so mean. Yeah, bees are great. Wasps and yellow jackets are terrible. White jackets? Uh, it doesn't have quite the same ring to it. Yeah, Lancer. I'm to go with white coats. Lancer's Lancers. a cool name, though. Yeah. <laughs> Unless it's Fate Stay Night, which mean, in which Lancer. case being called Lancer means you're never going to win. Mm. I'm sorry. That's out of my realm of understanding, <laughs> so that's fine. Well, we sidestepped into an abridged series here. Cool. So we're going to step back into this actual... Yeah, no, that was a beautiful fight. Yeah. Mark, thoughts? Got it. <laughs> Uh, there, there's a lot of, there are a lot of story indicators in, or at least for like the immediate danger that, that I thought they gave away a little bit too quickly, uh, cause they established early on that 
hey, this is a job for at least for the for the pilot. This is a job, and I'm I've got you. I've got my other cargo, and everything's gonna go swimmingly. And of course, you're like, okay, things aren't gonna go swimmingly. But the second she started using the the cargo as bullets, that's when I was like, oh, the plane's gonna go down. Because now that now that there's nothing to care about, there's no reason to keep that thing in the air. They they told I us to care about, about the it. Pilot. I mean, we don't know what happened to him. He, he was, doesn't have a name. I assume he's dead. He was. Argu- <laughs> he did not have a name. He was arguably in the safest place because he was in the seat wearing a seatbelt. So there might have. There's probably. Uh, Actually, airbag. in a plane crash, the rear of the plane is the safest place to be. You Planes heard it first. tend not to back into mountains. You heard it first. Plane butt, but that type of uh, that type of a crash. I fly a lot, okay. But but no, but that t- that type of a plane had a little bit lower of a midsection and whatever. It's the future and it's fantasy. Either way. Oh uh, yeah, no, he's he didn't have a name. He did. Mm. Uh, which I is miss him. Such a bummer because I really liked him. Me too. Um, I I did think it was funny that he's like, "Wow, I'm really glad we heard that distress signal earlier. That means everything's coming up Millhouse because we'll be just dandy." And sure enough, the uh, the distressed people who who sent off the distress signal come flying through, being chased by wasp freaking grim and i did also like this part because i'm like oh they're here that means weiss can jump in and say oh they're dead oh dear (laughs) i I feel like so far we can summarize season two uh wow volume five we're on episode two i'm really gonna go back in time (laughs) i feel like we can so far summarize this with boy that escalated quickly I mean, that really got out of hand. Have either of you ever had any run-ins with wasps? Because I I do not care for them in any way, shape, or form. They will attack you completely unprovoked, and I hate them, and I hate them, and I hate them. That's why bees are better. Yeah. Bees don't care. And bees actually serve a useful function in the ecosystem. They do good things, which is why it's bad that they're going away. Wasps are the chaotic evil assassins of the animal kingdom. Yeah, they are. <laughs> they, I want to use so many expletive words to describe wasps, which is really hard to do for a show where we're trying not to be explicit. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mark, uh, any, any run-ins with wasps? I was just going to say as a kid, but we're already past it. <laughs> No, you can tell. Okay, cool. Um, so yeah, let's talk about this fight scene a little bit because it's kind of spectacular. Um, I really enjoyed seeing Weiss get back into the swing of things because it's been so long since we've seen her in action. Yes. Yes. Um, and and I feel like it was good that like the first fully fledged fight scene of the season is with Weiss because her character short was also the thing that introduced us to Volume 5 this year. So I really enjoyed it. How how did you guys feel about it? It was absolutely beautiful. I just, I loved watching her snipe them out of the air. And then once <laughs> we got the queen, I loved seeing the, oh yeah, your weapons are useless against me. We have leveled up. Now what? Yep. And someone in chat pointed out, and it's chat is scrolling, so I missed the name, that now Weiss can summon a Queen Lancer. <laughs> Hello! <laughs> Put a pin in that one till the end of the season. Does that count? I'm going to go with yes. All righty, cool. Was, was that directly at her hand? It's been, uh, sorry, I, I didn't get a chance to Her summon killed it. So I'm going to go with Yes. Does that we don't. Count? We don't. We don't know the rules. I'm gonna go with yes. yes. We don't know the rules. That's that's fair. We, we don't. function on rule of cool in this show. I'm it also, willing to bet that that will show up at a later date. It also took her a, a season to learn that one from an encounter that she had a couple years ago, like a, a couple years ago. So mm-hmm. I'm not um, saying she's going to be able to do it immediately, but sure, I'm sure. saying that is now Chekhov's Queen Wasp. Mm. Yeah. Well, you bring up a good point. We get to see her summon, um, and this is the first time she's been able to form the the guardian in its entirety. Is that the, is that the official name for it? The guardian? Uh, I don't know. It's Chat, let guardian. us know. Um, the suit of armor. It's the first time she's been able to fully summon this thing, uh, and we don't. It's so funny because we still don't really know why she was fighting it in the first place. Um, what sort of trial she was going through. I'm sure they go into it in the manga. Probably some we, stupid thing dad made her do. No, we yeah. talked about it. We talked about it last season is that her dad made her do it. Her uh, dad summoned it and said, fight it, kill it. 
Ugh. And shows at six, call times at five. <laughs> so it was something that Jock made her do. Ugh. But now this is a thing that she has at her disposal. That's kind of fantastic. Provided that she's not dead, which probably she's probably not dead. She's probably fine. I'm sure getting kicked in the face by bandits is just, just watching, something you shake off. Hmm. Just watching that last scene going, everyone gets one? Boot to the head. Oh. Okay, I guess not. Nope, nope. Uh, you do like, not get one. I, I highly doubt Raven's the type of person where it's like, oh my gosh, you're friends with my daughter. I don't oh, think like, she come on knows. In. <laughs> I don't think she knows. I don't know. It, okay. Yeah, look at all of the interest that she has taken in Yang's life. Look at it. Let's let's go <laughs> ahead and put that on the table for debate. Do we think that Raven knows Weiss's connection to her daughter? Because just because she doesn't actively play a role as a parent doesn't necessarily mean she wasn't keeping tabs on Yang. That's how she showed up to be able to save her in the first place. But tabs on Yang. I feel like there's Yang and then there's a couple people in the periphery, maybe. So, All right, I used my one for Yang, and now we're done. I'm going to worry about my own stuff. Mike? Like, I doubt she cares. Um, just going off of what, how we see her, there's never been any direct correlation. There might have been uh, something that we saw in this as well as in the first episode was that the, the bandits are watching, no, no matter where they are, no matter what kingdom they're in. So there may be report of, hey, there these are the girls that... Yang is with with a little bit of a description, but not. I don't think she's going to see her and go, "Holy crap, it's Weiss! I know you. You're my daughter's friend." Uh, but it's. It, I think it's going to be. But I also think that on the same coin, her being a Shni might be an issue as well. Yeah, I feel like in terms, she might recognize Weiss as her daughter's friend, but what she recognizes her as first and foremost is the daughter of Jacques and. Mama Schnee, whose name I forget. Drunky. <laughs> I think like Marie. Drunky McDrunkerson, yes. Yeah. Um, you got commentary in the chat. Uh, Mecca Soundwave says, in quotes, my daughter has friends. <laughs> had a Everyone people, just around Yang is just white noise. We've had a couple people tell us that the name of the night is Armor Gigas. And, oh, there was another one there. Do, 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 do. The well, bandits are coming. <laughs> Thank you, Yin and Yang. I appreciate that a lot. <laughs> I understood that the reference. The are coming. <laughs> I understood that reference. Thank you. Um, yeah, I feel like her being a Shni is the thing that Raven cares about more than anything else because that's leverage, that's potential income in form of ransom. Um, but that's even to say if she even makes it to Raven's camp. You know, how 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 deep is this? We don't know how, how deep and how spread out these bandit camps are. Mm-hmm. And and if they're separated into tribes or, like, if if she'll even make it there directly. We don't yeah, know. Yeah, I'm sure they have tons of outposts and ter- tons of hideouts all over the countryside. Mm-hmm. Given that in terms of plot, we have at least three of our four people heading to bandit camps at high speed, I would imagine that Weiss is going to wind up smack in the middle of things. Yeah. Not to mention, uh, I believe it was from last season where we got the implication that the bandits kind of roam around as well, going from uh, city to city, uh, that they ransack and then Grimm come in and just... Generally speaking, you don't want to mess with the bandits. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, what I what I was really surprised by is um, in this episode wasn't so much Raven's appearance at the end of the episode, but kind of learning how infamous Raven is as a political figure. I mean, yeah, being the leader of a group of bandits, yeah, you know, you don't want to mess with her, but. I didn't necessarily think of her as such a big player in the grand scheme of things. She's basically a mafia don. Yeah. In ter- like, I mean, Salem wants her on her side, or like, it's, it's, she has control of the Spring Maiden, as far as we can tell. Like, that's a big deal. I just, I don't know why. I just, for whatever reason in my head, I did not think of her as a political figure. And that took me a second to realize that in the opening, the person that faces off with Cinder is probably the Spring Maiden, mm-hmm. which I... I love that part. tattoo. Yeah. She's got this Sweet beautiful ink. tattoo on her arm. Sweet ink. Yep. And oh, yeah. it's it's going to be very interesting. Um, and I feel like this is a good segue to kind of go into the Evil League of Evil update. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it'll be interesting to see how Raven's relationship with the Spring Maiden varies from that of Salem's relationship with Cinder. 
I am honestly waiting for Yang to get jealous because, oh, she treats you like a daughter. <laughs> like, I'm just... Probably. I'm, I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, do we have any final thoughts on Weiss and the aerial battle and that sort of storyline? It was wonderful to get a chance to see her use not just her training, but un- unleash her emotion in a way that's more like Luke Skywalker and less like Anakin Skywalker in yes. terms of, I fight for my friends. Uh, though that's Ike from Fire Emblem. But, uh, <laughs> my friends are my power. <laughs> yeah, so so getting giving her a chance to fight in the real world in, in ter- instead of just in school. Everybody's sort of gotten that wake up moment like even the end of season three with the major attack she never really it was still always school my friends are here this is this but this is this was her first real test as a huntress yeah well yeah because dad immediately came and picked her up and took her home yeah she was surrounded by friends in that final battle and yeah the the group has been separated but for the most part she's always had the team or other students or her sister there to support her and yeah, that's actually a really good thing to bring up. I feel like she's going to go on a bit of a journey because, again, our introduction to her this season was her sister saying, I'm not always going to be there to help you. You have to fight your own battles. Mm-hmm. Yep. Katie, any final thoughts? I'd love to see Winter again. Yeah, that. <laughs> I'm so glad she's I'm in Ruby Jimmy. like nothing, but you brought her up and I'm like, oh, yeah, she's great. I love her. Can we keep her? Wasn't, wasn't. Forget. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but isn't the reason why Weiss was heading to Haven yeah. is because that's yeah. where Winter is staying? Okay, yes. so this, we probably will. I hope so. Yeah. Hopefully uh, we don't have to wait until the end of the season to see her again. I mean, she didn't make it all the way to Haven. She just made it to the coast. Mm-hmm. We'll see. Narrowly avoided her own death and then she's, got a boot to the head. She's going on a field trip She's now. having a great day. Oh, and that pilot is probably dead. Yeah, oh, chat man. named him Perry, as in, no. hey, where's Perry? <laughs> oh, there you are, Perry. Oh. I don't want an oh, there you are, Perry moment for that. <laughs> oh, there you mm. are, Perry. And there, and there. Great <laughs> lines. Beat me to it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's, uh, let's swing on over into the Evil League of Evil update. Um, because They're watching, so beware. Yeah. <laughs> so I really... Talking about, like, the build-up to what we'll get into with the White Fang earlier, I kind of thought the big shocking thing in this episode was going to be Leo Lionheart getting axed off. The second that Grimm attacked him, I was like, oh, man, he's gone. He's a goner. I don't do well with eye screams, so we got real close to that. I was just like, nope, no. But they wouldn't get rid of him yet. He's too useful. As far as anyone else knows, he's still the head of Haven Academy, and he's still very much on the up and up. If his cover ever gets blown, then yeah, his life is forfeit. But he's too useful where he is right now for her to kill him just because he spoke up out of turn. I do appreciate, though, that I don't think he understands how useful he is, because that's kind of Salem's sort of wrap up to her to her little monologue is how useful he actually is but she doesn't hesitate to make him think that she can just crush him in an instant which she probably can oh absolutely you don't let people know that they're useful to you or they get cocky and think that they're irreplaceable and those are two different things Mm -hmm. i've written some villains before (laughs) (laughs) mark what do you what do you think about Leo, do you think this is going to add to his potential, um, what do you call it? Redemption. Death. That's the word. <laughs> I thought, I honestly thought you were going to say death. <laughs> I um, was thinking redemption, but do you think this is going to tie more into him having a redemptive arc or like, nah, this guy has a target on him. He's a, he's a ticking clock. No, something, something that I don't remember if I said on the show last week, if I was just talking to my wife about it was, uh, the, the meeting in episode one was too weird. It was too weird. This is, this is somebody that goes back with Crow a while, mm-hmm. a while. And if we're, especially if we're using the allegory of Wizard of Oz and, and him being such an integral part of that group, he, he was acting weirder than usual and yeah. being way too forward with information. Like, yeah, he was being way too forward with information when it was being withheld for so long to just come out with it. 
mm-hmm. uh, seems w- seems to me like it would be a little out of character, and he might have been. I think he's braver than the show is is letting is letting on. I think that he's he's he is a master of subterfuge, and I use I may use master a little bit uh, a little bit too loosely, but I th- I think he's a guy that you send in because you look at this pitiable creature, but he's this big guy, and like we're seeing with Salem, he's somebody that you can control, but how much control do you really have of him? Mm-hmm. We've we've also he's also had a whole ten minutes of screen time, maybe, mm-hmm. and we didn't see him until after Watts got his claws in him, so we don't know what he's like yeah. in a sort of default state. Could yeah. be anything. Yeah, it is. It's hard to tell whether or not you know he was acting in character, so to speak. But I, I, I yeah. say, in, I say in character, meaning here is a league of super spies that are protecting the entire world. We've seen how they act around each other. Yeah, and we know the character of the cowardly lion, and we also know how these writers go. It's this character, but and and they mm-hmm. tweak it just a little bit. So when I say in character, I don't mean just specifically Leonardo Lionheart. I mean the world that has been presented these past five seasons, as well as writers' expectations of their audience. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And and again, these are these are some writers that like to keep people on their toes. Uh, as much as they can. So I'm kind of with you, Mark. I feel like he's playing up the... I, I have no doubt that he's terrified of these people. Oh, but I yeah. feel like he's playing up the cowardly card a little bit more um, so that he can sort of at least mask and wait for an opportunity. Like a not evil Professor Quirrell. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Opposite of Quirrell, yes. Yeah. In terms of like, yeah, just kind of wait for the opportune moment to fill in um, people who can help. Because, yeah. Or finding a workaround for doing that because he's constantly under surveillance. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because at what point can he give anything away to Crow and the kids? Which is why it was so overt. That's what I I thought after watching the first episode. (laughs) Yeah, again. His eyes are just screaming for the love of God. He's got suffering on the back of his eyelids, and he blinks very slowly. Help me, (laughs) you idiot! Mm. Um, I, I, I think that too, and I also this ties back into um, like the the notion of courage in and of itself. It's not. It's not the absence of fear. It's what you do in spite of it. So I have no so doubt. Being scared as hell and saddling up anyway. Yep. John Wayne? John Wayne. Yeah. Um, I have no doubt that he is afraid, but real courage is doing what needs to be done when things are really scary anyway. So, yeah, yeah I feel like for the cowardly lion, I feel like that gives him an opportunity to be courageous. But who knows? He might just end up disappointing all of us and being like, oh, man. He might not be the Cowardly Lion. He might be Aslan. <gasps> that would be amazing. <laughs> and we've broken our theme. Wait, 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 wait. Can you get to Narnia through Remnant? Is there a wardrobe? No. <laughs> you're be- now you're being silly. No. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, Pepsi fan says, blinks in Morse code. <laughs> and Malachroma says, he plans an impromptu monologue, so the first letters of every sentence spell, help me please. <laughs> Love that. Um, uh, that's fantastic. Thinking about it now, if he is Aslan, then Mr. Tumnus could be a Faunus. I'd like that. Anyway. Aslan would probably be a Faunus instead. Yeah, that's kind so of he, what I'm he probably thinking. would be too. Um, but yeah, we also kind of uh, conversely, we also on uh, Salem's side of things, we also find out that Cinder has been making a pretty good recovery to the point where she can speak again. Yeah. And it's nice to hear her voice again. <laughs> She's a little homicidal. Good to see you back. Can I, can I please remind you at the end of season three and how much... <laughs> We hate this woman and this she's character. She's a monster. She's a she's a monster. It's like ah, what a monster. You can just watch a Jessica Negri vlog if you miss her voice. But this is Cinder we're talking about. That, see, I, hmm. I'm looking at the parallels in this episode. I'm looking at Cinder and I'm looking at Adam, because we had Adam very much making a move that was not planned by anyone that he's answering to that no one else knew about aside from the underlings that he had amassed and we have cinder wanting to do the same thing and being told no don't underestimate anyone's usefulness so 
I'm waiting for there to be consequences. Because early in the episode, we had the bit about, you know, don't do the thing, don't underestimate people, everyone can be useful. You don't just want to ax people when you can use them. And then we have Adam doing the thing. Why are we doing this when we could just take what we want by force? And then then Adam takes what he wants by force. That's an interesting parallel. I didn't even think about that. I'm waiting for this little coup to be the reason for Adam going down. I'm, I've pretty much marked him for death. Like, dude's gonna die. I think we're all gonna be real disappointed if that is not the case. <laughs> it's just a matter of laying the stones to get there. And I think this is gonna be one of the big ones, is making this move without letting anyone know that it's coming. Because I feel like this is not something that Salem would have sanctioned at all. That's why I think they're gonna keep him alive. <laughs> kill him next episode i'm just saying before series ends. none of the none of the stuff that i'm saying is indicative of like next episode the episode after of course not yes um but i think this this is going to empower cinder to the point where she's going to do a move out of turn that might cost her her life and then we have to deal with a new maiden and of course i don't think that's this season maybe not even next season but uh, I I think that she's gonna get so frustrated, and much much like how Salem is acting like uh, the evil stepmother right now, she's gonna act out of turn and go to the ball and wreck everything. I well, she was already at a ball once, and it worked out pretty well for her. I'm kind of you know in a weird way I look at Cinder and Salem, and I kind of see um, a. a a Snoke Kylo Ren sort of relationship right mm. now. You have somebody mm. who's so emotional and really bent on revenge and anger, like that. I feel like, yeah, she could very well step out of turn, and that in and of itself could mean that she is disposable. And if that's the case, who would become our new Fall Maiden? Probably Ruby. It's yeah. somebody, it's who at the last moment that you yeah. think about, so. Yeah, depending on what happens, it could... Would that power... Like, if Salem has Cinder killed, would that power then go to Salem? If it does... Is Salem capable of inheriting it? Well, we don't know what Salem is. No, she. we really don't. We don't know if she's, like, some sort of human grim, or if she's a former maiden herself. I know I know that, supposedly, she's not the, the a former winter maiden... But, like, I'm still willing to, like, keep that in, like, a potential on the murder board uh, in terms of theories. So, yeah, we don't know what she is. So if she were to, if Cinder were to step out of line and Salem were to have her killed, would she absorb that power? That's, I have no idea. We also have a heavy implication that the Silver Eyes power can trump whatever maiden power there is. You straight up told her, yeah, if, if she learns to use her power... You're kind of hosed, so maybe don't move too quickly. And we kind of saw that at the end of season three. Uh, Malachrome is a genius. Uh, <laughs> plot twist, Adam is a silver-eyed warrior, and that's why we never see his eyes. Ooh. That's fun. That could be fun. And then the follow-up, more likely plot twist, they're saving his face for when he dies to give his death a bit of humanity. I don't think so. I think the one thing... I will thing- not be disappointed if he dies without ever removing that mask. I think the one thing literally everybody in the fandom can agree on is that he is a garbage human who needs to die. He is a garbage faunus who needs to die. Or he's a garbage person. There. Yep, yep, there, there garbage we go. Garbage person. That garbage yeah. people are all created equal. Or plot twist. Out yeah. of garbage. What if he is human? Uh, no, that wouldn't make any sense. <laughs> You're crazy. <laughs> I am. I'm a little insane being on the 405. For- Calm down. You're starting to lose it. I'm getting hysterical. I'm so sorry. Um, so yeah, I I love I love the dynamic that we're getting with Cinder and Salem, and I do feel like that as you say, Mark is going to come to a head at some point. Do you have any other thoughts on evil League of Evil stuff before we move on over to the White Fang? I am also fascinated by the seeing jellyfish, but I can wait to learn more <laughs> about Freaking those. Watts is such a jerk. Can you hear it on? Like doing every audio tech's worst nightmare and tapping the mic to Testing, see if it one, works. Two, like, stop it. I'm sure the Grim absolutely loves being tapped on the face. 
That, that jellyfish is just kind of tentacling and planning revenge. When he leaves, I'll trip him. <laughs> I was just going to say more tentacles. But yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, there is one other thing we need to bring up, and it, it's just a small thing. Um, Salem's going to have a chat with Tyrion uh, because he failed to kill Crow. And also Watts is going to make Tyrion a new tail. Also, what now? Yeah, what? How? I'm, I'm expecting like a... A metal tip at the end of his tail stump or something like that like a short like a rottweiler tail <laughs> no, that's I mean, just the he's point he's got most of his tail it's just the stinger that he lost so i'm expecting some mm. form of like metal or constructed stinger um, because being able to build things out of flesh and attach them to people is a little too <laughs> for is, me this season i'm just wondering they made it sound like he's done this before like oh, I'm he's sure. lost tails before how this might explain why in the opening for Volume 4, we see him fighting without one. Because I called shenanigans, uh, if you recall last season, I recalled shenanigans being like, that's kind of a cheat, uh, him not having his tail in the opening. Um, but if we can, if this is a canonical thing where he can lose his tail and it somehow can be remade artificially, that's... I have questions. That's a prosthetic. I mean, it's not like a robot arm, though. It's a robot tail. It's going to be the spread shot like Contra. <laughs> it's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel like this is less he's lost tails before and more Watts has built limbs for people before. Whether mm, they're organic sense. or mechanical remains to be seen. Um, Halachroma says, what if Watts is Dr. Frankenstein and he can do that? And the rest of chat is asking for a tail gun. The tail is also a gun. <laughs> no, gosh. I mean technically a gun for poison, but that makes sense. No, no, no. <laughs> Watt, no, no, no. Watts being being Frankenstein makes sense <gasps> because Watts, Watts isn't short for Watson. It's like electricity. Watts electricity. Yeah. Holy cow, Malachroma, you are on fire it's tonight. A swerve. It's a swerve, and we oh. and we and we see him doing slightly crazier and crazier looks. Uh, that's good. That's really good. Oh. <laughs> Malachroma, Every, everybody, you're a everybody's saying saying it at the same time. <laughs> Watts like electricity. <laughs> That's really good. That's really good. That completely changes my perception of this character because I kept looking at him like evil Watson. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's clever. That is. That's Talking really about writers good. subverting expectations, that is oh. clever, you jerks. So, <laughs> oh, this is going to go some strange and horrifying places. You know, the I, ones that hasn't already gone. I can't wait. <gasps> I'm so excited. I want meat men. <laughs> Yay! Yeah. I want if like I, Brian. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I want it. I want it so much. We'll just get. We'll find Abby normal, and Abby normal oh, will become a character, and it will be great. Isn't that Tyrion? <laughs> Abby normal. I mean, Abby. He's Abby someone. He's Abby sure. normal. <laughs> um, let's be real. All right. Let's uh, let's go after that mind blowing revelation that I absolutely love and can't mm. wait for more horrific elements from let's go ahead and swing <sighs> on over to the white fang so we jump like it's from... casual <laughs> swing on over what are we doing tonight just i'm just like, gonna swing i mean on we're all in fang. haven we're just hanging out um or not haven but mistral mistral in particular um we went from haven to hell to mistral <laughs> the we're at the the cap or the the headquarters for the white fang which not at Menagerie. We we've jumped over. Was it indicated that we weren't in Menagerie for this? Because or was it just implied? I believe I they st actually stated that they were in Mistral. I would have to double check that, but it would make sense. In I terms don't of remember that. I know she just said, you know, you brought a human to this location. I don't think yeah. they ever I, said where it I was. I think she said Mistral, but I would definitely have chat. I'm sure you will correct us. Um, uh, I they, mean, but she also had they a lot might... to say about Haven, but it was mostly, uh, no, no, no. Uh, also, they might they might say it in episode three. So if it is an episode three spoiler, don't say anything. Please, yeah. please don't. Um, but yeah, they. This is this is the leader of the White Fang, Sienna Khan, and guys, I'm so I'm going to be really upset talking about this because I fell in love with her after about a minute. 
That's I I don't I'd think it took you that long. Her. Like about probably about twenty seconds into her first little speech, I went, "Oh my god, I love her. Her hair is fantastic. She's got these cute little cat ears. She is sheer con." But a woman, and a woman of color at that, and she, oh, guys, I loved her so much. Uh, Adam but said the, that they were in, that they were in Mistral, that the uh, the members here in Mistral also see me as the high leader. That's what I thought? Okay. okay. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Did you guys, did you guys also fall in love with her, like, immediately? Yes. Yep, I thought, it's like, oh, hey, we have the leader of the white Oh, this is amazing. Oh, she's so cool. Oh, shoot. She had such fabulous hair. She still does. It's just, she's dead. She's just dead now. She's just dead now. We all knew that it was going to go sideways when Adam was like, and I brought a human here. Like, Yeah, I will say, also talking about subverting expectations, I thought that we were really going to see what Hazel was capable of as an intimidating factor, and we find, at least as far as his cohorts go, he's oddly reserved and kind of, I wouldn't, I hesitate to say compassionate, but he has, uh, what's the um, he I'm seems trying like to... he's one of those the greater good sort of people. Like he's not out and out going, I enjoy murdering people and all sorts of things. It's like, no, this is the goal. This is the end. And so we need to get there. And if we can get there without the loss of life, great. But we do need to get there. He seems more restrained. That's is a good the word, word I was thinking of. <laughs> he seems so much more restrained than literally everybody else he works with. He's he's one of those people where it's like you're working for the villain, but you're still kind of an honorable person. So I kind of like you, but you're doing bad things. Stop it. I have so many mixed emotions. Yeah. He's not a good guy. He's not a bad guy. He's just a guy. He's just a guy, and this yeah. just happens to be where life led him. Because we, I, I think now sort of confirmed what uh, what we saw of him at the end of season four when he was helping Oscar out. Because he he doesn't know what's going on with Oscar. He just sees a kid in trouble, and he, and he helps him out. You and know? gives him a word of advice. Yeah. Don't let small obstacles stand in the way of your goal. Life philosophy. But also, but also this that we see that now in this where this may not be an obstacle maybe a good thing in the long run but i think also the the guy that waits to fight is the guy that can end a fight so yeah. so i think when we do see hazel it's going to be something where he's just going to like take off the leg weights and then all of a sudden <laughs> uh, malachroma says he's a lawful neutral that just happened to end up in the villainous party yeah. Again, he's also a guy who's had less than 10 minutes of screen time, so we don't know. And yet I love him a lot more than I like Adam. <laughs> I I like Hazel about as much as I dislike Adam. Well, Adam has proven with his 25 minutes of screen time that he is a horrible trash fire person. Yeah, he's, he's a monster. He's not a good people. Well, outside of... Yeah, Hazel is fascinating, and it makes me wonder who he is outside of working for Salem and why he's working for who Salem. Who he was. Yes. Who yeah. was he before he ended up signing up with the Evil League of Evil? Mm-hmm. How did he get recruited into the Evil League of Evil? I have so many questions. And thus proving that not every villain is Lemons. <laughs> well, and people are saying, oh, well, maybe he's just a person for hire. And I'm like, no, Roman was a person for hire. People for hire in world-ending schemes act a little differently than people who are actually on board. He's at the table. Yeah. He's He's in the room where it happens. At the table. It took Cinder forever to get to the table. She couldn't get to the table until she was a freaking fall maiden. Which means that he is committed to the cause. He's not there for a paycheck. And it's just... You when when he said nobody has to die today, I interpreted that as a low key threat. Like, hey guys, you don't have to get killed coming up against me, pointing your spears at me. Nobody has to get hurt. I it totally interpreted that as a threat, but I think he genuinely wanted it. And then when he walks away and said nobody had to die today, you really get the sense that he was really disheartened by this he course of action. legitimately didn't want anyone to die today. I don't think that he was disheartened. I think that he 
the, like you said, in terms of restrained, he knew that that was the wrong move. Oh yeah, uh, and, and, and it was more. You're, it was it was less. I'm disappointed in you, son, and and more. You're such an idiot. You have yeah. no idea what you're about to do. We um, needed Sienna's tone. Like, when were you planning on telling us about this? Like, this is kind of a big deal. We needed mm-hmm. Sienna, and we planned to win over Sienna. This is bad. I you made an executive decision, and you are not executive level. Mm. And, I mean, before she gets killed, she basically lays out everything wrong with Adam and his strategy. And, yeah, he might have been able to recruit at least people close enough to actually get away with this assassination attempt. But, yeah, that doesn't negate any of the problems that she brought up, and that, I mean... The White Fang is going to fracture into what I feel is Blake's side and his side. Yeah. Yeah, it's not going to be the White Fang anymore. It's going to be the bloody freaking Red Fang. I feel like that's only going to happen (laughs) if slash after the truth about Sienna comes out. Because I feel like there will be people who will be iffy about Adam leading, but if it was a human that killed their leader, well, then they really need to double down. And I don't think it'll, I don't think we're going to get that fracture until the truth comes out. Yeah. Well, go ahead. I want to see this world's version of Baloo. <laughs> because we've gotten Shere Khan, we've gotten Bagheera. 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 I, want to see I love Baloo. Bagheera. <laughs> Baloo would be great. I want to see Ka even. But, but either oh way, um, there, there was a lot about this. Uh, I, I would like if, I, I know I did mention earlier that whenever Adam does die, he won't. But uh, <laughs> I am changing that to I want Hazel to be the one. That would be fantastic. I want Hazel Hazel to be pushed and not show it, but in his calm, cool, and collected, one person has to die today. And it's you. And even just grab him and end him immediately. Because here's the here's this character that has been this thorn in the side. And it's an F you to the fans because they would want to see the They the would revenge. want Yang or Blake to be the one to confront him. I, I would like it as a sense of, yeah, this guy that you thought was such a big deal, he's child's play. But then we really do have a human huntsman killing the head of the White Fang. Yeah. Fair. Um, I, I also think that <laughs> Hazel's... Uh, Hazel's age is an indicator of how long he's been involved in it because we don't see anybody with gray hair unless they like transitioning hair I should say not like Silver Fox uh, (laughs) style Ironwood Ironwood. (laughs) but um, we don't like people with faded hair all seem to come from the same era and I think there might be a moment where uh where maybe, well, no, because I think Oz probably would have said something to Oscar if he had known who he was. But yeah. maybe there was a meeting somewhere with somebody previously, and he's been a little bit more involved for a little bit longer than yeah. we know. The long, I mean, yeah, I feel like it's a good assumption to to kind of look at him and be like, yeah, this is somebody who's been playing this game for quite some time. Um, yeah, I, I I agree. I feel like... I feel like him killing Adam would be absolutely fantastic. Um, yeah, I think we all just really want Adam dead. Yeah, like yeah, that's the long and that. short of it. I don't care if he falls down a flight of stairs. I just but want him dead. It's it's interesting. Um, again, kind of looking at it on like a grander scale because Adam has effectively taken control of the White Fang in this in this maneuver. But like the way Hazel reacts to it, it's definitely like that was the wrong move. It's weird thinking of the White Fang as sort of small potatoes when it comes to whatever Salem has concocting. She's just getting all of these pieces lined up. That It's so weird to think of the White Fang as a piece on her chessboard. So, yeah, the, the White Fang could fracture into the, the, you know, the pacifist side as led by Blake versus the violent side as led by Adam. But ultimately, I feel like that's kind of going to be diminished by the grander thing of whatever's going on, whatever Salem has in store for Remnant as a whole. And also, I think it'll factor heavily into it. Okay. As, as a correction, uh, Oz did mention to Oscar at the end of the season that he is somebody from his past and not to mess with him. Just wanted to get that out there. Sorry, please continue. Oh, no. No, that's that was basically all all I had on uh, on that thought. Just... 
Hazel, I'm intrigued by. Adam needs to die in a fire. Um, and the the White Fang could, as you as you said, could either be instrumental in Salem's sort of plot for Remnant, or it could just be a small piece in the grander scheme of things. So, we shall see. Any final thoughts on uh, the the glimpse into the White Fang that we've gotten in this episode? How do they ever get anything done? <laughs> I feel like all we've seen from them is fighting and that, well, you know, I guess they've managed to steal a train. So, never mind, I take that back. They are effective. We just see the infighting at the top levels. The, uh, they were effective because Sienna was in charge. And now we have Adam, who is brash and young and doesn't think things through. Now he thinks things through. He just makes the wrong decisions. Although, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I would love to see if whether or not he has silver eyes or maybe. I don't know. We'll see. Um, I would like to see a look into Gira's administration personally to see mm. what what how did, how it devolved what the transition of power between her him and sienna was yeah uh, what was that relationship like before it completely fell apart yeah. but we did have the flashback from blake a while ago where she said that the leader stepped down and another one stepped who was in. more violent but i doubt that it was a violent coup yeah. Between Gira and Sienna, I feel like they were the sort of people who would be able to sit down and talk. Not necessarily like each other, but be able to have a productive conversation. Yeah. Hmm. There probably mutual respect there. Um, especially in being both leaders of the White Fang at, at various points in time. That, and also just, I don't know, Sienna seems like she used violence when it was necessary as yeah. opposed to... Preemptively. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'll just kill people because I feel like it. Whereas Which, Adam is a preemptive violence sort of person. Well, I feel like that just about does it. Let's go ahead and dive into some predictions. And now, you're after Buzz TV. Mark, I'm guessing you've already watched the next episode. I have, so that's why I sort of included my long-term ones as a part of the discussion. So please, have fun. <laughs> I was going to say, if you have any other long-term no. uh, predictions. Okay, cool. Katie, so I, oh, I have no idea. You go first. <laughs> well, I feel like we're going to cut back to Yang and uh, Team Ruby. And I feel like next episode is going to be a lot of um, exposition uh, from Ozpin slash Oscar in terms of like getting everybody caught up to speed. Um, and, I don't know, finding out more about his situation and what's happened. Well, we've gone full <laughs> Yu-Gi-Oh, so we might as well talk about it. Yeah, might as well. And <laughs> and also figuring out how Oscar now factors into the team. Because yeah. he's too inexperienced to really be a part of the fight, but Ozpin has knowledge that they all need. So, that's... I can see Jean cool. teaching him to fight. That would be cute. I can. It and now this isn't a spoiler. I'm just going to say uh, we did a panel three years ago at uh, RTX where we talked about what uh, Oz's semblance <gasps> would be, and I made a joke about it. <laughs> no. I said it's. I said it's not a spoiler. I said it's not a spoiler. Um, but why don't you go back and watch that and just have a laugh because I did. It's on the AfterBuzz page. The go giant take a look. head jokes. Or, Love it. Or don't watch it because that's the joke. <laughs> I love it. That's the obvious Oz the Great and Powerful <laughs> joke. I mean, come on, let's be real. Oh, <laughs> right. Well, folks, I think we're just about any out of time um, for for this week. Um, any final thoughts before we wrap it up? This was such a good episode. This was fun. It hurt me, but I like it. Can't wait for more. Um, if you guys haven't already done so, please go to iTunes to rate, subscribe, leave a comment. We love hearing from you, and it's the best way to let our producers know that you guys like the show that we're putting on, particularly because we are under a new name in iTunes, RT or Rooster Teeth Reviews, as opposed to the Ruby After Show. So for those of you watching on YouTube, go to iTunes and leave a review for Rooster Teeth Reviews, because that's really going to help us out. And I've got one more thing. Uh, if, if you're a fan of uh, Voltron, or Power Rangers, or Overwatch... 
uh, and of Justice League, why don't you head over to lootcrate.cr slash afterbuzz, get yourself a 10% off of a new subscription. Uh, we had a chance to reveal uh, what the sh- excuse me what the shirt is going to be looking like in that crate on our Voltron After Show this past Monday, uh, and it'll help uh, support us as hosts if you go to lootcrate.cr, uh, I'm sorry, loot.cr slash afterbuzz, you'll get 10% off. And it helps us out here at the network. So uh, help us out. Help yourself out by getting some great merch from the fine folks at Loot Crate. You can also use code AFTERBUZZ at checkout. Mm-hmm. Yay! Yay! Thank you guys so, so much. Uh, Katie, where can people go if they want to find you? You can follow me all over the social medias as well as Twitch and YouTube at Kiaxe. That is K-I-A-X-E-T. If you're participating in NaNoWriMo, I'm also on the Nano site under the same name. So uh, friend me and we'll yell about writing together. It'll be great. Mark? You can find me on Twitter at Mark Bidonica. Do a whole bunch of other shows here as well as around the world. What? Uh, just find me at Mark Bidonica here, Instagram, the Rooster Teeth site. Uh, and, and make sure you follow our group Twitter, which is ABTV Rooster Team. Uh, we'll let you know about certain happenings with the team or random pieces of news that may not directly correlate with what we're talking about. Uh, congratulations to the Combat Ready team for a successful Kickstarter. Uh, we're going to be getting that in like a year probably because that's a lot of production. But yes, and also make sure to follow our other members, uh, Patrick at P to the D's and Stacey Shuttleworth, who is at Stacey Shuttles. If you like video games, follow Inventory Full PT. Uh, we do a talk show and streaming on Twitch. Thank you so much. Feel free to also use the hashtag throughout the week, too. We love get, we love seeing people's art and the fun photoshops that they do. And the hashtag for the people that don't know? Uh, is R-W-B-Y-A-B-T-V. Nailed and it. I'm Megan Salinas. You guys can tweet at me at the Menguin. That's T-H-E-M-E-N-G-U-I-N. I am also on a bunch of shows here at AfterBuzz. I write articles for the movie chick. That's Chick with two Ks. Be sure to check this out. Be sure to also check out season two of the Shadow Radio Recreation. Take a breath. Take a breath and do it again because I... Yeah, we always lose that one. Be sure to also check out season two of the Shadow Radio recreation where I do the voice of Margot Lane. Thank you guys so, so much for watching. We will see you all next week. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Just you later. later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only. Do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.